Hello there, welcome to the Oblivious Maximus podcast for another week. I'm your host Aaron Osborne. This week, awesome episode with Tyler Richardson from Luca Brasi. Um, Luca Brasi are currently on a tour for their single, Aeroplane. Um, I caught up with Tyler last night at the Northcote Social Club, which was a sold out show. Fantastic performance by the lads. Fantastic show all around. They got a couple other shows coming up. Um, I believe their show tonight, when you hear this, in Adelaide is sold out. That's at the Rocket Bar. They got one on the 23rd of January, Brisbane Hotel in Hobart. 25th of January at the Royal Oak in Lonnie. 29th of January at the Plan B Small Club in Sydney. And the 30th of January at Black Bear Lodge in Brisbane. Endless Heights from Sydney Awesome Band are on the whole tour with them as well as Brawlers from the UK, who sadly missed their show last night, but however we'll be here from tomorrow, as I understand. Um, so, you know, here's a rad chat that I had with Tyler. We talked about, you know, starting in music and being from Tassie and the great divide that small stretch of ocean puts between mainland Australia and Tasmania and how that sort of affects the music that you make and the way that you come up in this sort of environment and the alternative music scene and those sorts of things. So it was really fun to have a chat with him. He's been someone who I've been meaning to talk to for a long time for this podcast. Luca Brasi used to play quite a lot of shows with I Exist back in the day, so it was very cool to, you know, sort of come together and have a chat about these things when his band's doing so well now and I've got a different thing going to talk to people in. Um, so it was sick to catch up and do that. But yes, go check out Luca Brasi on their remaining aeroplane tour dates with Endless Heights and Brawlers. And please, please, please give me your feedback on this episode. I love Tyler. I thought this was a rad chat. Enjoy it. This is Oblivious Maximus, episode 36 with Tyler Richardson from Luca Brasi. Brutal! <laughs> Doing my podcast. It's an absolute pleasure, mate. <laughs> it's always weird saying that to people that yeah. you know. <laughs> well, when you like when you started talking, I was like, "What's he going to say to start? Yeah, how do you start a conversation like this?" Well, because we were talking before this. It's not the first yeah. time we've talked today. And that's the weird thing. Like I did one yesterday, and it was the same thing. When I did that, it was like, "Yeah, yeah." So um, anyway, yeah, here we click. go. Hey, mate, how you going? Yeah. Um, all right. So I start all of them by asking how people primarily found themselves first interested in music. Sick. Um, it has to be my mum and dad. Mm-hmm. Straight up would be the first thing I can think of. Um, just everything they fed into us, but like unknowingly by being everywhere in the car and having music on at home. Yeah. Permanently having music on, having like a million Black Sabbath from Pink Floyd Records. My dad's That's lying around amazing. the house. Yeah, yeah. It's just like <laughs> the sickest... Record collection you've ever seen. Yeah. yeah so it. I guess that. And then without even meaning to, they're now all those records and stuff that I love now. Yeah. At the time it would have been like, whatever. But yeah. yeah. Well, I think that another thing, I don't know if it's the same for you, but it definitely happened for me was being exposed to that stuff as a kid and like really liking it when I was little and then finding whatever I liked when I was a teenager 
but just hated. Yeah, all yeah, that exactly. Stuff. And it comes full like, circle. Couldn't though. couldn't stand Cold Chisel when I was like fourteen. And, and then turned like them. 18 and I was like, this is the best band ever. Like, yeah, why yeah exactly. Fuck, why did I hate this? That's ex- it's exactly what it was like. It was like, um, like oh, you get to that age where you just want to do everything your parents aren't doing. You're yeah. Like, fuck, I'm sick. I hate this fucking band or whatever. And then it's like, fuck, I love that band, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasting so much time not liking <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, because it was what mum and dad liked. Yeah. But yeah, so definitely, going back to it, it was definitely from them. Yeah. So whereabouts in Tasmania did you grow up? In Skamana, which is on the east coast. Okay. Which is near St. Helens, if that's bearing yep. to Hilda, which is like an hour and a half, two hours direct east of Launceston. Okay. And what was it like growing up there in terms of someone who found an interest in music then? I didn't go to a show till I was like... I mean, I guess no one ever really did, but maybe like 15 or something. Yeah. There's no there's no live music mm. that you could go to, I guess. There's no, no bands... Yeah, it's like a small little town with like nothing there. Mm. You go surfing or go fishing, and that's like that was it. it. Yeah, there's no real avenue for music. I guess at school it was cool because our music teacher was a legend, and obviously like did his best to make sure everyone got a chance to Mm. have a go at it. And was there like in the school and doing music and stuff like that? Did like a was there like a culture brewing of people who were interested in music and stuff like that? Or yeah, totally. I mean, it was definitely a subculture compared to the surfing and yeah, fishing dudes. Yeah, I guess like obviously the smallest part of it, but there was definitely school bands and stuff. But no one could really do anything. You could play at school. There's no. I mean, you can't, like, they have like freezer and stuff here, which is just yeah, fucking insane to think that if that was a kid. Mm. And those bands are so much better than my band now. Imagine, like, <laughs> you'd fucking have a chance to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, anyway. Yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's not so similar, but, uh, like, I've definitely spoken to a lot of people on this that come from smaller towns that have ended up, you know, being in bands or living in places. And then I can often relate that back to, similarly, being in Canberra, where it was, like, you know, at the time... There was when I was sort of getting interested in music and playing in bands and things like that. I had friends that wanted to do it that I'd met through school and whatever. But going to do that, like all we had was whatever was happening in Canberra. Yeah. Like because at the time I was never old enough to go to anything big yeah. that would come to Canberra, and if it did, it was kind of too far out of reach anyway. Um. So it meant like lots of going to Sydney and lots of doing that sort of stuff but it also meant then as well that being in Canberra meant that you sort of like start building something there and something awesome starts happening between the people yeah that, that are there that are there yeah um, is, and is that like how you then found yourself playing music or nah like even that it was just too small like yeah. there was us I mean to be totally honest with you my band in high school yeah. was Danny, who plays drums now, mm-hmm. Clint, his twin brother, who plays guitar, <laughs> yeah. Pat, who plays guitar in my band now, yeah. and those guys, obviously, those they weren't in the band to begin with, they were down in Hobart, we were in Lonnie at the time, mm-hmm. and it came back around, they're in my band now, and we're still like the only dudes that I know that, from there, they were in a band, that yeah, ever right. were in a band, to be honest, I don't can't think of any one of my mates from down there that were, that ever would have played like an actual show, mm. it was just... Tiny, like seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, I mean, I think, I think that I like, I didn't really realize until the first time that I went to Tasmania is that like, there really is a big like it's not that far away from here, 
but there is a big divide in the fact yeah. that there is like seawater separating. Yeah, totally. Like, and it, yeah, definitely, man. I yeah. mean, it kind of feels like I've said it a bunch of times. Like, even bands from there, it's a lot less now. That were awesome for a while. Never really did much because it, that divide seemed a lot less than it really is. Yeah, I mean, it's a long way as the crow flies, but in a, in a plane. Yeah, like, yeah, I was in. You know, I was in my lounge room a few hours ago. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, for a while it seemed like that divide kept bands from doing anything from really mm. le- that you're like fuck this band's sick and they would maybe do like one Melbourne show and then never play again yeah right yeah so what was it you think that gave you the push to sort of start doing more musical stuff down there then um well the thing is when you live there you have to leave to go to, like continue school yeah so yeah like you leave grade 10 you have to go to Launceston Hobart to go to college okay wow so that's yeah. I mean unless you got an apprenticeship which is a bunch of my mates here because that was the sort of place it was like builders and yeah fisherman basically but as I didn't get an apprenticeship I didn't want one I guess mm. so I moved to Launceston Tom did the same thing mm-hmm. Pat and Danny went to Hobart which is the only reason I went to Lonnie was was closer to home and yeah. I was going surfing a lot and stuff and the other boys didn't really anymore and they just went to Hobart because yeah. the older brothers were there basically so that's always how it went like the older crew would your family would go one place and then the younger ones would just follow it wherever they went yeah right so then going to college in Lonnie just meeting people like it was it's a pretty big I mean I guess a bunch of mates at school listen to the same stuff but yeah it's pretty crazy oh, Launceston was a big town for me when I was like mm. still, I still call it town like yeah you're going to town yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're going to town like going to the big smoke but like it was pretty unreal to see dudes walking around in like band t-shirts so like fuck I love that band well, I didn't know anyone else listened to that band yeah. yeah how did you find yourself getting into that sort of music then like alternative sort of stuff um, well, back to the older brother thing, like, we started listening to bands that our older brothers and their mates listened to. Mm-hmm. We sort of, I think, collectively missed a lot of the, they probably listened to Nirvana and stuff, a lot more grunge than we yeah. kind of missed all that thing. But we sure. came into it when they first started listening to like Offspring and Green Day and stuff. Yeah. I guess that's how we got into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, that's, I had no idea that uh, Tasmania did that, because that's the same thing in Canberra. In Canberra, you go to a different school for year 11 and 12. Yeah, right, yeah. And, yeah. but, and I mean, and that definitely was another big thing for me as well because it meant that your friends got split up as well. Yeah, totally. So then you meet new people who like different things and... Absolutely. Or something that's like what you like and then you sort of build, build off that. Yeah. But that, yeah, I mean, like, going to year 11 and 12 was sort of like how I got into more, like, ridiculously heavy metal stuff was because I was listening to like some death metal and things like that and then I went to that school and it was like oh these people are crazy and yeah. like way wilder stuff yeah, than what I like yeah fucking hell like some, yeah, exactly the same man you see I man still in Tassie now you don't see a range of different people you don't see a huge range of people yeah everyone's co- I know it's a small place but like you'd be lucky you know you walk around Melbourne you're going to see a variety of different people down the street sure yeah but in Tassie you see someone in a shirt from a band you like that might be a little bit obscure perhaps yeah kind of like fuck who's that but you walk down the street in Melbourne and see 20 of those yeah, dudes yeah. in 10 minutes yeah yeah sure yeah so it's the same deal like I started listening to different stuff because there's bands that I didn't know existed because I lived in such a small place yeah I mean the internet well, that was when the internet became an influence too I guess when I was like 16 which is like 12 years ago yeah yeah we started downloading stuff off like yeah, like all those Swedish one, punk one song yeah, a day. Yeah, like, um, <laughs> <laughs> annoying, 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 doing that whole yep. noise of what I don't know what that is, but yeah. Yeah, um, 
And so after that, like when you were, you know, living in Launceston and that stuff, was that where you sort of feel like you found your footing in terms of the stuff that you liked? Yeah, totally. That's when I really, I mean, I've had a, I listened to a lot, I think my first album I bought was No Fun at All, The Big Knockover. Mm-hmm. I was like 14. So I was just starting to get it because my brother went to Lonnie. Yeah. So he come back with these albums and like, just leave them down, like down the coast when I was living there. I'd be like, oh shit, this, this yeah. and this. But then, that sort of started shaping what I was listening to. And then when you moved up there, it definitely, you find them more like minded people and they'd be having all these new bands and you'd be like, this is sick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And when, when was the first time that you sort of, uh, like, came over here or something to see music or something like that? Um, or was it after an influx had sort of started coming into Tassie? No. Before I came up here, the first band I saw in Tassie, well, I guess the first one was like Living End maybe, but after that it was Against Me. Yeah. It was the first time I came to Australia. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of got in, into that sort of yep. scene like that. Co-Nation game. toured with them. And yeah, stuff. yeah. yeah Co-Nation yeah, yeah. Against Me. Like, it was yep. mad. Fucking insane. Like a floor show in like a low exposed rafters. Yeah. And it was just like, that's when I was like, fuck, this is what I wanted. Yeah. Trying to. Do. So I like, think Jamie has told me at length about that, yeah, that show, show in particular. Yeah. Well, he, fuck, I had like a homemade against me t-shirt. Yeah. You can't get it. In yeah. Tasmania. And I came then actually like maybe a year later, I came over to here by myself to see Gogo Badello. Just like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And flogging Molly. Mm-hmm. And I was just at the, at the art house, so no, but I just booked a room for myself. Yeah. And Jamie's like, hey, you're the dude from the show in Tassie with the homemade shirt. I was like, yeah. He's like, do you come and hang with me? He's like, all right. Yeah. That's how I met Jamie, like fucking <laughs> 10 years ago at this show. And he just, yeah, it was sick. That's the first, the first time I came over here was to see them, I think. Yeah. Then after that, we come sporadically a bit. But then it wasn't too like, I think four years ago was the first show we ever did out of Tassie. Yeah right. Yeah. So how did how did Luca Brasi start then? What was, what was um, the impetus for getting that going? Me and Tom, like Buzzy, live really close to each other. Mm-hmm. At the time, he's like a fucking. He lives and breathes playing guitar, and he that's does, all he sort of does. He's like freak. <laughs> when I met him, he had like this single bed in this fucked up house that he lives in, and like he's like a real old school boombox and his guitar on his bed, and that's just how it. His record's like in a chicken nuggets box on the side of his bed. And that was like, that's how I knew Buzz. He was sitting there for all day just playing guitar. Yeah. He was like, we should do something. And I was like, I haven't done anything for fucking heights since high school. I just stopped playing guitar. I stopped doing everything. Yeah. I don't know what I was getting wasted. Yeah. I guess. As you do. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, let's try and do something. I've got like a couple of songs. I was like, yeah, we might as well, like I'm going to his guitar back and we just fucked around. He got his mate in to play guitar and then he was way better than me Yeah, and I was like I'll play bass if you sick because I don't have to do anything <laughs> difficult and I can sing I can try and sing Yeah, and um, that was it we had like two songs with the three of us old mate left and then um, Busby's like hey I got a guy who wants to play drums there was a guy like two years younger than me at school I was like fuck yeah and then our other mate who's younger again was like hey can I play guitar and I was like fuck yeah that'd be sick Yeah, <laughs> and we wrote all these songs on Sack, like Saxon and Busby's laptops and recorded them like computer drums and shit yeah, and then yeah. we went and did that demo we did and hadn't even played together at all because none of <laughs> like, we didn't have anyone to play we didn't yeah, have any right. instruments or like I think Busby had a practice amp I didn't have anything and then we recorded that and we must have played a show like six months later in Lonnie yeah and I don't know what the fuck we were using because no one had a tuner I don't know like, how it had leads. I don't even know what bass I was... So I don't know 
Yeah, none of us have been in bands. We yeah. didn't know what to do. What to do, yeah. Yeah, we had like a few practices and that. And, and I guess as well, if you're not seeing lots of bands and you're not yeah, like, exactly. around people who are playing music, we you what, don't know. <laughs> we didn't really know what to do. Yeah. So we are like, I'll give it a go and see what happens. Yeah. And it was just sick fun. And going back to the small town thing, I think that was the reason why we started coming started like touring or started doing anything because everyone was so fucking rad our mates because there was no bands yeah so as soon as your mate starts a band it was like holy fuck let's go to the shows and support them and yeah yeah for sure yeah and people from Tasmania people from Tasmania so I was like <laughs> <laughs> so I was loose and like this yeah. is we were like this is fucking unbelievable mm. yeah so that was Luca Brasi yeah and so where where from doing that sort of initial stuff did it did the push come to come up here more often? Um, was it just sort of out of necessity more than anything? Yeah, or totally. Like, was it just, always like a goal that you had to do that? We actually had a couple. Of, I can't think what the first goals ever were. I know one of them was come to Melbourne. Yeah. Then we were like, then we played in Melbourne. Like this is fucking sick. And then we didn't do anything for a long time. I don't think. We played a lot of shows in Tassie, like Hobart and Lonnie and Devonport of all places. Yeah. Got bashed a few times up there, and that was fucking sick. <laughs> and then, um, great result. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking sick. Got bashed. I started firing the alleyway while they chasing after us. <laughs> and uh, then we just try to write a re- try to write more songs. Yeah, our plan was to do an EP because mm-hmm. we had two songs already, maybe three songs. And we got to, so before the show, the show, we had six songs. Yeah, and then we we're like, let's go and do an EP. We've got six songs. Let's go do it. And I mate Dico from Scandal and stuff. He'd, don't know about records he's toured with his heaps um, yep. like, nah do an, do an album it'd be so much better no one wants you know an EP will get you this far do an album do a full album we're like we'll try and write some songs so we had 10 songs down. that was all our songs that we could possibly yeah. write or do like, none of us had written a proper song before and we went to the studio and did it over like maybe like 8 months because I went overseas for like 5 months in the middle of it <laughs> and came back and everything was done so I did the whole record and without me and I came back and did bass and vocals over like another three months or something fucking stupid <laughs> and we're just like oh we've got a record and um Andy from Poison City must have had a demo or something he got in touch with us yeah they were in the shop one time and he was like what are you guys doing with it and we're like oh I don't know he's like I'll put it out <laughs> what perfect <laughs> yeah we're like okay that's and that was it that was literally how that came about I was like okay send us the things get the artwork together and we'll do a record and we're just like the fuck is going on so yeah. then we had a record and someone was going to put it out and the first tour we ever did for that record came up on Facebook with a memory thing yesterday yep. and it was with fucking like the Brisbane show came up and it was like Phantoms yep. fucking Survival, yeah, a bunch of hardcore bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> headaches and like at Sun Distortion. Did you ever play there? Yep. Yeah. So that was the first time I went to Brisbane. That was four years ago. Yesterday, I came up. I think. Yep. Yeah. I, I saw another one come up the other day, just when we finished talking about this. Some show we did together in Sydney with Stone yeah, right. Youth, and it was like, yeah, no shit. Was, that, was it at like? Was it a Blackwire? Blackwire. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been around the same time. So that must have been the end of that or tour, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Because yeah. so this thing was just promoing the Brisbane shows in for February or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The point that came up yesterday. Yeah. Um, yeah, but like, so I guess once you made that leap then and started doing things up here, did that, 
then sort of inform the way you would go on to continue to do things with the band? Like, did that guess so. give you the push to... Yeah, keep wanting to keep coming back and wanting yeah. to keep writing songs. Mm-hmm. So I guess we must have done, sat on that record for a long time because I was working... Then I started working over here when I came back from overseas, like, working fly and fly out for, like, yeah. maybe two years or something. Mm-hmm. So we, we went... A, there's very little time that I was around when we started to be a band and I was like, hey, we can do this, it'd be cool. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be fucking here or whatever. Then when I came home, I guess we started... We must have toured a bit. I don't know what exactly we did in that time. Yeah. And then the goal was to try and write another record. Yeah. And that took fucking... That was a long time to get that second record out. Yeah. Was it hard then getting over that initial first chunk of songs? I yeah, mean, I, totally. know, I know for... Like in old bands and stuff that I'd done, because I wasn't ever really like the driving writing force, it never really was a concern for me. However, with I Exist, we wrote like a bunch of stuff really quickly, and then we did our first record, and like that whole thing happened over the course of like two years, like a demo, a seven inch, a record. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, now I've got to write another one. Yeah. And then, then it was like, that was the daunting thing, was the second oh, thing. Oh, dude. And because, I mean, Buzzy still writes the majority of the music yeah um, and he just he'll just get an idea and then go like hell for leather and have a few songs and then it might take him a little while to get the next thing again yeah yeah but he just writes and rewrites and writes and rewrites and tears over every but in that time we also had a lineup change too so um, yeah when the second record was written we went to the studio we had like I think we did it in 15 days we did the whole thing live like mm-hmm. a song a day and it was like just so brutal because Danny started drumming for us yeah. two weeks before I went to the studio so like, hey man here's 15 songs we're about to go to the studio and do them perfectly yeah yeah <laughs> play it live while yeah, we're fucking yeah. and it was just like it was so gnarly like yeah, yeah. I mean what I, I remember I think I don't know whether it was the first time we played with you guys or one of the first times we played with you guys and I think part of the reason how we sort of became friends was because we were all like so so stoked there was another band that had three guitar players. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, oh, we can play oh, with these right. guys. Like it, yeah. So Pat <laughs> came in first. Yeah. Before the big lineup change, and he did the, he did a seven inch with us. Yeah. So we did a, we did a whole tour and a bunch of other stuff with three guitars. Yeah. You guys have did you done four guitars? I like. Yes, we have. With fucking <laughs> Kelly, like it's ridiculous. Um. Yeah, but uh, like was and was that something that then threw like a spanner in things, or was it something that you just needed to adapt to, like? Molding from having three guitars then to not having them again and was that well, a change you had to deal with or I guess it was like the boys wrote the third guitar part for every song again yeah right so it was probably I mean it was fuck, it was pretty gnarly like Pat would be like yeah I don't know what I was doing really I don't really play anything sort of <laughs> fuck around for a beer drink a beer sing some stuff like walk yeah, around yeah. Um, but when Pat came in Pat writes sick music so mm. him and Buzz worked really well together it was really cool because he'd have these like, like melody ideas that I wouldn't have had that Tom didn't have Yeah. so it was like it really felt it just clicked into place when it became everyone writing together because we just worked well like that yeah yeah because yeah. um, like that's something that I mean that we've sort of noticed over the last couple of years is that like when we started doing three guitar players it was like purely just because we didn't want to kick anyone out it was like oh well <laughs> yeah. Alex went overseas for a year and then he came back and it was like oh now he's back 
well, we don't want to kick Josh out, and we don't want to kick like none of us want to leave. And Alex is back, so he's just in the band. Yeah. <laughs> and Sam had been playing bass, and was like, we'll just go play guitar again. And then, but then that sort of meant that, like, okay, now we need to figure out a reason to do this. Yeah. And then now it's at the point where it's like, oh, now, like, it's a funny joke to say, like, oh, we can play shows without one person, which we often do. But then at the same time, it's kind of like you can now tell. There's a missing element. There's a missing element. Oh, and like, I mean, and I'm not saying we would anytime soon, but like, if we were to go back to two, having two guitar players, it would require like some thought now. Yeah, yeah, you know, totally. Like yeah, absolutely. That. But so, did that play any element at all then into that second record, or was it that sort of like transition had moved away from that by the time that happened? I guess, to be honest, it had moved away. Yeah. Um, it happened. A bit earlier on, I guess, in the piece, we sort of yeah. knew that there might not have been a third guitarist for the, the record. Yeah. Like, I mean, Dubbo, who left, had just had so much going on. Like, he was... Yeah. Um, he's a spark, and he's, like, real fucking switched on and was going to be real high up and do all certificates and shit. And he just found it impossible. He didn't want to leave the band. Yeah. We didn't want him to leave. It was just too hard to do yeah. it anymore. It just it got is. to the point where it was like, yeah. Yeah. And it, fu- it, like, it happened, and it fucking sucked, but, like... It doesn't mean you're not... Friends no, or, no, you know, totally. Like it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something that happens. Yeah, absolutely. So. But um, and I guess the majority, I guess it was less work for Busby. Yeah, I, I guess he was always a two guitar writing dude. Sure. Um, so it wasn't. That, I think the transition might have already moved past it. That it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, big impact. Yeah. And so with doing that second record and then doing it live and stuff like that, how did you did you feel like the band had sort of like changed gears a little bit after doing that? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, doing that that live thing really helped us like it and as much as it sucked we learned how to play together yeah really yeah for sure that. yeah you definitely get tighter with your songs yeah yeah totally too. I mean we wouldn't do it again <laughs> <laughs> once is enough yeah once is fucking enough yeah but it was cool I mean and like we had I hadn't seen a lot of Danny for a long time either so mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like bam yeah every day for fucking like whatever 16 days I mean we're doing like a lot of hours and shit mm. so it was cool to yeah, click yeah. as a band like that. And so, obviously, after your last record came out, there then inherently with that then came a lot more touring as well. Yeah. And as as far as I saw and you know experienced, is that like the shows definitely got quite a lot bigger and spread out a bit further and stuff. Yeah, totally. Was that like you know? Did you feel that that was a you know appropriate reaction and response to the record and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, we we always hoped it was going to be. I mean, we had no plans. We're just like. Our only plan was we're going to tour more. We're going to mm-hmm. do as much as we can with this one and see see if anyone likes it better. And it seemed like it got picked up better. We also played a lot of show, a lot more shows. So yeah, yeah. We became like more of a touring band than we were before, I guess, as well. Yeah. Without the the dudes that were so busy, it kind of. I mean, everyone's really busy, but without the dudes that were so busy, they couldn't commit. It kind of got sure. We had four dudes who were keen to push it a bit more. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, this is something that I don't really get to that much with people but like how is that shifting gears into that more frequent touring how has that affected everyone you know back home is it was yeah. that something really hard to adjust to or um the only adjustment we've ever found hard is trying to fucking balance I mean it's the same thing with everyone I guess yeah. trying to trying to work like Pat's like a fucking engineer like a project yeah. man like a real smart dude yeah, yeah. Like Danny's got like two jobs like a PT and like a roofer and all this shit so I mean me and Buzzy just happened to have gone back to school yeah, yeah. when the last 
record came out, so mm-hmm. it was a lot easier for us. Like we we're both still working and shit, but we could kind of schedule a bit easier. Sure. It's harder for the other boys. That's the biggest adjustment. It's like yeah. trying to not get fired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's when I mean, you talk to anyone who plays yeah. in bands. The first thing I say. Yeah. And How it's, do like, I mean, what do you do? What do we do? Also, like using all of the leave you ever have yeah exactly just for, just band, for band stuff yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you never have any Time other leave yeah exactly <laughs> like hey we're going here like yeah I can't come because I need that leave for fucking yeah yeah um, and so what after after the sort of cycle of doing that like in that you know touring I guess aspect for that last record came doing like some bigger shows like stuff with Violent Soho and things like that was that you know was that experience good seeing it go to like way bigger audience yeah, and stuff like that totally man I think like um, the radio started playing yeah. song for the last record it was all, like I wouldn't say it was instantaneous but it became fairly obvious that yeah. it was getting a lot better mm-hmm. and um, and that, that sort of made the drive a bit better too like this we're not bashing ahead against the wall as hard as we were sure we're still hitting it pretty hard but yeah bashing it slightly less hard <laughs> and it seems like you can justify it to yourself better if you're like oh fuck we've got to do this for this long like, oh this many people are going to come you know it's fucking so sick like you're seeing a bit more results yeah from exactly the work yeah, yeah exactly um, and so I guess then after doing all that stuff what, what was the um, you know impetus and push for you know the record you've you know finished working on now what, what was the goals and things with that then um, same thing again I mean it just seemed like Every time we're doing it, it's like, let's just try and do a little bit more. Let's. Mm-hmm. And this time we're just kind of like, fuck it. If no one likes this one, this is the best. Like, I can't fucking do anything better than this, man. This is my, <laughs> this is my last chance, man. If you're listening, please go and follow. <laughs> no, but honestly, like, yeah, that's the. Yeah, this time, like, I'm going to give it a crack and mm-hmm. do, it, do whatever we can. Do as much as we can. Yeah. yeah. And how is the writing and recording for this record different from the last one? This time was a lot more of a group effort. Okay. Um, at the start, Tom and I were still in Launceston, mm-hmm. but with the magic of the internet, yeah. which Tasmania has now, um, <laughs> we could do stuff. Everyone's got their own little interface. We could do stuff at home, bounce it around, yeah. and just keep sending it back and forwards, change stuff, write stuff. So we had the whole record. I mean, we got we go and jam it out when we could. So we'd have like a weekend, we'd just jam a weekend. Everyone go back to Lonnie or Hobart, yeah. go during the week, do what we could, jam ideas out, and then take it home and... Like, you know, elaborate on it do what you could send it back around um, so this time we had the whole thing demoed on a computer like and then Tom and I moved to Hobart and we actually got to get together and change stuff and write together properly like it just writing for the last year for the record was so much better than any other time because we were all together and could like yeah, work sure. out ideas and get together more often because it was pretty hard when we see each other like on tour yeah, that's it. Yeah, Try and yeah. get a jam in if you could. And it's one to develop month. ideas. Yeah, exactly. Like like, oh, yeah. what that bit? Oh, I fucking forgot or whatever. Yeah, and um, it was just great. It was so much fucking better. Mm. And then this time, we wanted to bring someone else, and we hadn't worked with before, so we brought in Jimmy, who plays in Grenadiers. He's done like fucking a bunch of sick records. He's yeah. really. I used to be in a band with him. There you go. Yeah, yeah he did. Sex music. <laughs> I knew that. Uh, he's like a fucking full idiot, but he's a legend. Yeah, he and he's is. real clever, yeah. yeah. He switched on. He came to Tassie for like maybe nearly three weeks. Yeah, sick. And he just stayed at our houses. We had a stu- like a studio, like a private studio book for the whole time. Mm-hmm. But everyone was working. 
and go on school during the day so we have to come in at night yeah like start at like four go as late as we could get up and go to work and school and shit and then come back and come back and it's <laughs> so just pretty like, tiring process. fucking hell man so I mean I was lucky because I had some days where I could days I wasn't working on at school I could have a bit of a sleep in or whatever yeah, go sure. and do something with Jimmy but like Pat and Danny were every single day just real tired yeah, yeah normal <laughs> fucking day life day job yeah. straight to the studio out at like two or three go up at six out at seven go to work like every day Yeah, but crazy. it was awesome because working with Jimmy was sick like um just someone different he's just rad to work with he's got heaps of patience he's got sick ideas yeah yeah and a, and a different perspective I suppose as well totally too. he was looking just at it bringing something from not being in the same environment yeah exactly and yeah. Stuff. yeah Um, and what surprised me was like obviously he's a rad drummer but he knew he had a sick idea about tone too yeah, I yeah. really didn't expect that mm-hmm. uh, not so much less of the songwriting process any changes there wasn't a huge amount of that but just dynamics and tone yeah. was sick from Jimmy and like he was just awesome he worked really hard he's got all the patience in the world yeah that's right that's right and um, so now here we are in the Northcote Social Club um, and you know doing a run of shows for the single I suppose in advance of the record coming yeah, out which we've never done not something we've never done before either yeah we've and, never had a single before I guess yeah, yeah. <laughs> and but like how have you found the response to this so far like the Sick. single's getting a lot of radio play, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, fuck. This show, this tour has sold out more shows than the last tour already, which is yeah. like... And it hasn't started yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly, which is fucking awesome. Like, yeah. it's just... I mean, we'd still be doing it if no one was here, but it's so nice, yeah, to work like that and think, fuck, I hope people like it. And then people seem to be really responsive to it. Yeah, that's I don't awesome. think it's that far removed from anything else but no I don't think so nah the idea was to try and keep the guitar stuff that work really hard on the melodies and stuff mm-hmm. yeah. which was a balance we couldn't from the first one which was like a lot of power chords and shit the second yeah. one was like watch Buzzy play guitar and go nuts and this is like let's try and find the middle ground of this yeah try and write some guitar songs that have more melody yeah I, and I think honestly I mean I know I don't know that other people would agree with this, but I feel like that's a similar thing that I had. And I think that's, there's a whole, you know, the first time you do something, it's, you know, this is a, the first idea we've got. And then yeah, the yeah. second release is always like, you're trying to better the last one. And then at least I found with doing three things as well, that the third record that we did was like, oh, okay, this is what I didn't like about the last one. This is what yeah, I didn't like about the that. first yeah, exactly. one. Let's try not to do both of yeah, those exactly. things and make the best out of all exactly. of it. Exactly. And that's exactly what tried to do the big focus was on trying to keep trying to be a guitar band that had choruses yeah for sure we're trying that the second time I just don't think we found the exact right balance sure yeah but it's kind of hard to fucking do but at the same time I want to do what you want to do as well yeah yeah Yeah. Um, and so what's sort of like the endeavour ongoing then with this like after Fuck, I don't know. this tour goes for a, a week or so and then what's the the next stuff for you guys then um, when's the record come out all that sort of record's out in stuff. May okay uh, tours in June mm-hmm. that's not it's not a headliner though mm-hmm. you don't have to tell anything no no that was not a headliner <laughs> but um, in between that we're trying to figure out what the fuck to do I mean we're, we're supposed to go to Europe and the UK yep. and the US later in the year yep. so that's the next endeavours I mean 
Just getting break the records out over out there. Further. Yeah, 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 go out further. I mean, we feel like things are going better in Australia mm-hmm. and we're getting more attention from overseas just because of that. Yeah. So hopefully go over there. Fuck, we just want to go on tour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's fucking fun. Yeah, Why not? Yeah, exactly. And that's it. Um, we, start, we started trying to talk about writing again, which is like, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing start, isn't out yet. Yeah, I know. So we started trying to do that. At least we got a little bit of a jump on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Next time. Yeah. And that's, that's us at the moment. I mean, see what happens when the next single comes out and the, I guess when the record comes out too. Yeah. And how is all this then, like, you know, you, you're doing a lot of this awesome stuff here. How do you feel that's reflected then in Tasmania as well? Like being, that's, I guess, your home base, you know? Like, how has that all then impacted on things back home? Um, just more people seem to know your band. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking crazy. I mean, Tassie's such a small place, so, that, like, any anyone that's doing anything well from Tassie or yeah. doing okay, people seem to be quite happy to latch onto it and stoked. Everyone's, like, small places that everyone's kind of, kind of like, Tassie's got a real, yeah, Tassie sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, a lot of pride in it. So, everyone back home is fucking pretty amazing to us. And like, yeah, that's awesome. Everyone's fucking legends. Yeah, and so they're just stoked for you too. Like they, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I, pretty I, amazing. Yeah. And and that, I, I'd say that's safe to say something of Canberra. And again, lots of small towns. Totally. When yeah, yeah. You do something, you know, like when I just first started. You know, lots of we play lots of shows, and it was all well and good. But now, like I've started noticing now, like people that I didn't know liked the band that I know are at the shows now, yeah, which yeah, is awesome. Yeah. And like, you know, like people I went to school with. And like, that's yeah, so I've read a couple awesome. of, I've like, a couple of those recently. I've never like never really noticed them, but know what you're saying. Like, someone was wasted the other night. Like, yeah, I finally just started liking your band. And I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to say. They're like, exactly <laughs> what you said. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just didn't used to like you, but then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, here we are. You don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Um, cool. Well, do you have anything you would like to announce to the world? Tell, uh, promote people. Nah, thanks for listening if you listen to us. It's totally fine. If you haven't, then that's fine. Well, go go <laughs> to the rest of these shows would be my advice, because this is going to go on the internet tomorrow. Oh, sick. Yeah, so come to some shows. That'd be rad. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, and Endless Heights are sick. Endless Heights are fucking sick. Yeah. Brawlers are cool. I wish they were here. Yep. Unfortunately not. Unfortunately, they're fucking not. <laughs> Hopefully, they're allowed in the motion zone. Anyway. <laughs> Cool. Endless Hearts are cool. Yep. <laughs> and they're doing really good too. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. That Haunt Me song sick. That Teach How to Leave EP is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And there's just like the nicest people in the world. Yeah, like, how'd you, how's the drive today? Like fucking 12 hours later. Like, yeah, you know, it's just really chill. Really cool. Really chill. <laughs> like, we get out of the van after 12 hours and no one's like, no one's like that. It's like, fuck man, fucking, we're getting a beer or something. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, chill. You know, it's really chill. Really chill drive. Well, was yeah. it? Young cool. enthusiasm. Yeah, I know. Makes you feel fucked. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much for doing this. Thanks for doing it. Awesome. Thanks, dude. Thanks, mate.